Hello, what's up? There we go. Fuck yeah, it's Aiden Jones. You are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 2nd of November 2021. Man, we are getting through it. Melbourne is open. I'm wearing a shirt. It's open too. Like, just like the city, my shirt is open, exposing what I, if if my chest, if the shirt is the city, my chest is like the beautiful... <laughs> beautiful people of this city free at last and running amok among the streets screaming out the windows of cars what would my chest hair scream out the window of a car get me some deodorant (laughs) chest hair is that does that smell bad no 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 the hair doesn't smell bad it's the it's the skin underneath the hair this riff has taken really a disgusting uh, turn based solely on kind of bodily functions and I'm unhappy with it. How are you guys doing? Are you all good? Are you feeling good now that Melbourne's reopening? I feel like this podcast needs to be – every now and then I'm like, oh, you know, if you're in Melbourne, you're this and if you're not in Melbourne, you're that. You know what? Fuck, fuck If you're not in Melbourne, fuck off. <laughs> If you're not in Melbourne, get fucked. This is a hyper-local podcast and uh, I'm only going to be talking about stuff that's happening within three metres of my head. (laughs) So uh, if you're not there, if you're not either in my room or hiding behind on the other side of my wall in my shed, get fucked, I reckon. This is a hyper-local podcast. And I am the host of said podcast, Aiden Jones, sitting under a tree. Fuck you. What's up? Hope you guys have had good weeks, man. I genu- I'm feeling so good, as you can tell by how much I'm swearing. Or maybe you can tell that I haven't prepared anything this week. Um, man, it just, you know, we're open. I feel like a new man. I feel like last week, sure, we opened up. Sure. You know, we did a few things, you know, like cafes and bars and stuff, but it didn't feel like there was a couple shows at bars, whatever, but now entertainment is back. I've done fucking like six gigs in the last week. Do you understand? Do you understand that I've done six gigs since we opened back up? Um, I'm supposed to have one, another one of these park gigs tomorrow night. I don't think that's going to go ahead, to be honest. The guy that I'm organizing it with, we just can't seem to figure our shit out. But it doesn't even matter. I don't need to do park gigs anymore. I'm not a desperate grub. To, you know what I'm doing tonight? Do you know what I'm doing tonight and why I'm recording this podcast? I know this is basically a Monday afternoon podcast. Pud, pud. God damn it, I... I said I wouldn't do this. <laughs> Imagine if I misspoke and then I started crying on the podcast. Yeah, it was going really well for about two minutes there and then, uh, you know, one little stumble and we found out what a ball of nerves and how close to the edge he really has been. Um, tonight, I'm doing a uh, an open mic. I'm hosting an open mic and I've actually had an idea. So... I'm hosting a mic. Hold up. Let me have a sip of tea here before we go. Oi, oi, oi. Before we go any further. Oh, I knew that was going to be too hot. I'm in a bit of a rush um, because I have to host an open mic. I say I have to. I've decided to. I've given myself. I've decided when it's going to start. 
I've given myself a lot to do today. Uh, I have work, finished work early at like two. And here's, here's what I started the day with, right? I got work and then I've got this open mic at six. And then I've got, um, after that, I've got to do, uh, I'm going to edit some more videos like with my mate who shot and is editing the videos of me doing comedy in the park. And they hit me up and were like, can we do that before Wednesday, just like in person? So I was like, yeah, sick. But I don't want to do it tomorrow morning because I'm going to the beach tomorrow. And I want to wake up tomorrow with nothing to do so I can just go to the beach and enjoy that. So I've put that tonight. So today I've had work and then I've got to do the pod and then I've got to do this open mic, which by the way is an open mic where everyone gets on. No fucking comic left behind this is sign up on the night everyone everyone (laughs) is getting on the fucking show um and then after that i'm going to edit video at my friend's place which is in the same suburb as the gig's going to be at which is good that's convenient but it's still it's i've given myself a lot to do and i finished work early how's this today at work we do like a few moves it's going good i'm working with a, a good dude my boyfriend and uh, after our first job, we got it ages. So I'm like, let's go get a coffee. Sick. We go get a coffee um, from around the corner from where the job is. We've got an hour until the next job and like it's a 20-minute drive or something. So we've got heaps of time, half-hour drive, something like that. So I pick a coffee place. It was called – I'm going to call them out. It was called Prophecy Espresso and I took that to be a good omen. When I picked it, you know, it had good stars. Prophecy is a cool name. I looked at the pictures. It looks kind of cool, little place. I'm like, you know what? I reckon this is going to be sick. Um, maybe I shouldn't. You know what? Maybe I feel bad. I'm not going to go and edit this because I don't have time. But maybe I feel bad for calling them out because you've got to give people the benefit of the doubt. But like, all right, we show up. It's 9.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30, is it? Yeah, it's got to be something. No, the first job was a 2 job. No, maybe it's 10. And I go there and I'm like, yeah, uh, the first fucking, here's the first warning that you know that, all right, maybe something's up here. We walk in and for about a minute, maybe two minutes when we walk in, it's a tiny ass place. There's two dudes working there. And when we walk in, no one says hi. There's no eye contact. And they know we've entered the store. Like I know they, you can see in your peripheral vision, like it's a, it's like, smaller than my bedroom this shop like it's a really small shop and there's just two dudes behind a counter and you walk in the front door and no matter what they're doing if it's a small enough place that when someone walks through the door the energy shifts you know because there's like one table with two old ladies sitting there and then there's like a little bench at the window with like newspapers on it and then there's just the counter so when we walk in they definitely know that we've walked in, but no one has said hello. And that is, man, when I used to work in cafes and the boss was always like, you need to greet people when they walk in. I've resented it so much. Maybe even sometime on this podcast. Was this was I doing this podcast when I was still working in cafes? No, I don't think so. Maybe a little, whatever. <laughs> I've got, I'm trying to let myself get off topic here because I don't have a lot of stuff to say but let's not get too far off topic start was i uh when i started this podcast what was that uh that must have been uh aught 17 was it no it was a long summer maybe it was aught 16 like just the worst fucking old cunt telling a story in a park ever and you're like why am i how did i get stuck talking to this guy while i was waiting for the toilets and he picked me god damn it 
So, um, so we walk in. And when I worked in cafes, that's one of the first things I used to resent. That's what I was saying. When I used to resent that so much, when my bosses would go like, man, you know, you got, you're the face of this cafe. And I'm like, really? Am I the face of your fucking business, cunt? <laughs> is that why you're paying me 20 bucks an hour cash and no superannuation? Is it? Because I'm the face of the business. All right, man. And you want me to not only make coffee and get up at fucking... 5.30 and come to work and never take any days off and pay me shit. You also want me to slap on a smile, learn the names of all the fucking losers who buy coffee from you and be the face of your business. Why don't you be the face of the business and I'll make the fucking coffee? Or why don't you pay me more? Ugh, hated working in a cafe. So I can understand the reticence that one might have if one were to be working in a cafe to fucking slap on a smile. But you know what? It's a part of it. And a part of the experience that I expect when I go to a cafe is I want to be fucking greeted. Because as my boyfriend so eloquently put it today, that's the reason you go to a cafe over 7-Eleven because the coffee at 7-Eleven is like not good but when you go to a cafe, it's kind of a roll of the dice. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not that great. Sometimes it's fine. But the the thing that elevates the experience is it's a personal touch. It's a connection. You get to talk to someone. You get to be in a nice space and you get to feel like you've, you know, you've had a little break from your life. So we walked in and the first couple minutes, no eye contact, no, no chat, just two dudes with their heads down. One of them's making sandwiches. The other one is, is you know, behind the machine. And then finally the dude behind the machine made eye contact with me. He was like, hey. But he still wasn't that warm. But I was like, you know, whatever. I order my coffee. I'm trying to look around to see what coffee beans are on display on the shelves. And I couldn't see much. So I was like, I don't know. It just felt there was like a confused, a bit of an almost there, not quite vibe. And I'm aware that I'm being the most pretentious cunt right now but that's because this is a melbourne podcast and if you're not from melbourne once again i will reiterate fuck off <laughs> mm, yum another sip of tea it's cooled down a bit <laughs> so so i order my coffee my boyfriend orders his coffee we sit there we're waiting I saw a nice article in the uh, nice article in the Age actually, on the bottom of uh, page one, a new uh, like an indigenous cultural centre to be built in the city. That's great. Um, like a place where like indigenous artifacts can be housed, so like a museum, I guess. I don't really know. It was kind of light on the details, but I think they said four hundred million. They're going to pump in. That's sick. Owned operated, staffed completely by Indigenous people and just like a place, like a, just a, a home base for the Indigenous community in Melbourne. That's sick. Read that, you know, showed my showed my boyfriend. What do you reckon of that, man? Yeah, sick. Cool. We're good people because we care about Indigenous affairs. And I read that story and that made me feel good. And maybe that centre never gets built and it gets trapped behind layers of red tape and and, you know, posturing and, and ideology and it never gets built. But that doesn't matter to me because I feel good because I read an article about it and I showed my mate and I went, look at that. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. <laughs> Great, job done. Guilt assuaged for another day. Thank you. 
Anyway, that was nice. It's good. I think that's great that that's happening. And I, I have no other details. Um, <laughs> why is it my responsibility? Provide details. It's not. Why have I taken on that responsibility? Because I, st- I feel guilty that I'm not doing more. Whatever. We move on. I had all of these thoughts while I was waiting for my coffee. Five minutes passed. Ten minutes passed. Still no coffee. We've put a break on. We've put a break on at work, on our little system. You go on your phone and you go break and it starts counting. So I can see how long it's been. And let's say two minutes from walking, like from putting the brake on at the truck and then walking into the cafe. Let's be generous. Let's say that took two minutes. We're up to 15 minutes now. Still no coffee. I walk up to the counter. I'm by this time, I'm getting impatient. I've realized it's taking a long time and I'm fucking like a hawk watching this cunt behind the machine now. And I can see the other guy, the main guy who's not on the machine, who's doing all the other stuff. And I've realized this is his, he's the main dude. And the other guy is what's letting the team down. That's why he's on the coffee machine. Cause that's an easier job than everything else. Right. So I can see the main guy. He's just like, he's not making eye contact. He's not apologizing. I reckon he's seething with rage, just like I am. And this dude behind the machine, I'm watching him make coffees and I'm seeing, you know, all right, the old ladies, they've got theirs. Someone else has got theirs. And uh, and I go up and I go, are they coming? And he's like, yeah, they're coming. And I'm like, cool, thank you. I just did that to be like, hey, just so you know, I know that this has taken a long time. Isn't that a weird passive-aggressive way that we speak to each other? That's a very white person way of communicating, isn't it? Rather than being like, hey, man, this is taking a long time and that's upsetting to me. I went up to him and I said, hey, are they coming? And he said, yes. And I said, thank you. (laughs) And what I meant by that was, oi, cunt, if my coffees aren't here in the next five minutes, I'm going to fucking take my shoes off and throw them through your fucking window. (laughs) See these steel caps? They smash glass. So fucking hurry up with the coffee, fuck face. Just layers of aggression behind that. Hey man, is the coffee? Is that are they? Yep. Cool. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's like if I had a gun, I would fucking shoot at your head right now. What a passive aggression. I don't know why I'm not comfortable with. I I actually read a friend of mine on Instagram the other day put like um, asker versus guesser mentality. Right. This is um, Demi Kotsoris. I don't know what a fucking Instagram is. Let me let me see if I can find it here. Demi, d, d, uh, let me see. D e m i, d e m i k o t s o r i s at Demi Kotsoris on Instagram. Um, she's like a, a digital marketing guru. Posts a bunch of stuff. Whatever she does, some things and. Uh, <laughs> What a plug. She's out here doing stuff, man. Fucking, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but she posted, um, she's like, I've, I've invited her to my shows and we've kind of collaborated on, on marketing things before. And I've been on her podcast. But anyway, she uh, posted about like asker versus guesser mentality that basically there are two kinds of people, people who ask and people who guess. People who ask are direct they say what they want and they're okay with getting a no. People who guess don't want to get a no because it's embarrassing for both parties. So they will kind of 
test the waters and put feelers out around the question rather than directly asking. And, uh, and then eventually once they already kind of know what the answer is going to be, then they will ask. And when someone is like that and, and they encounter someone who directly asks, they can at times resent the person directly asking because giving a no is almost as awkward as getting a no and it feels uncomfortable and they resent being put in a position where they have to give that no and experience that discomfort and sometimes they won't even give a no sometimes they'll say yes when they mean no and um the interesting thing was that there's like we often i've read this article about it and we often flip between the two so there are in our lives we have people who are really close and people who are not very close at all like very you know like business relationships or whatever and in those two types of relationships we're more likely to be direct because there's not so much at stake because the nature of the relationship is very clear and defined if you if this is your partner you know you're in you, you know this is your partner this is like a close friend so you're going to say what you want or if this is Someone at the shops, not, not someone at the shops, what's an example? Like a business relationship, like someone that you just, you know, are in business with, um, you're likely to be direct because the nature of the relationship is very clear. But when it's an ambiguous relationship, somewhere in between there, like maybe a casual acquaintance or, or someone who you don't see that often, you're more likely to not ask because you want to preserve the ambiguity of that relationship. And isn't this interesting that I'm just realizing now, actually, when I go into a cafe, it is a business relationship. It should be a business relationship. But actually, what I just said before about the nature of going into a cafe is that I go in there not just for the coffee, but for the personal connection. It's an ambiguous relationship. And I don't want to jeopardize the... uh, I don't want to jeopardize the ambiguous, like the tenuous kind of veneer of like, you know, we're friends, I'm getting something socially out of this. And they know that they're providing that. They're not just providing coffee, they're providing a space to be and it's nice and whatever. So in that situation, I'm not going to go up to the counter and go be direct and go, hey man, my coffee's taking ages, fuck you. Because there's this kind of assumed idea that we're not all just there for that. I'm there for the coffee and also for a friend or fucking whatever. So, yeah, when my coffee took ages, it was upsetting to me, but I wasn't comfortable. That's so interesting. I just realized that. I just realized that that's why I wasn't direct because going into it, if it was 7-Eleven and for some I mean, the coffee wouldn't take ages at 7-Eleven because it's a fucking robot, isn't it? Beep, beep, boop, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if the coffee was taking ages at 7-Eleven... I would I would either say, hey, man, give me my coffee or I'd just be like, oh, that's cool. I'm just going to leave then. But at a cafe, if the coffee is taking ages, I'm not going to leave because it's different. That's wild. Anyway, I feel like I need another sip of tea here before I finish this story. <sighs> the coffee took ages. There's not really much more to say. The coffee took ages and um, it's just pathetic. It is fucking, it took, uh, in total, I think the break was 18, 19 minutes. So this coffee's 15 plus minutes for a long black and a soy latte was what my boyfriend got. I got a long black. But I, man, like when he gave me my long black, he gave it to me and like, you know, and the dude behind the counter, the, the, the dude making coffee had a bit of fucking chewed on him, you know, a bit of attitude. Do people say chewed? Is that cool? 
you can't really say an apostrophe. That's it. I don't know. It felt like I was trying too hard there. He had a bit of a fucking attitude when he gave me the long black. He looked at me as if to be like, you know, all right, here it is. And it's like, well, yeah, here it fucking better be, man. It's been 15 minutes. And then he gave it to me and I walked to the back of the place with like where we were standing and then he started making my fucking boyfriend's coffee. Are you fucking kidding me? You make two coffees at a time. I saw our I saw how he was working, man. I was like I'm working manual labor, dude, and I'm 30. You think I haven't made coffee before? I am an unskilled worker. You fucking better believe I've made coffee before in my life and I'm watching you like a goddamn hawk seeing how you work and I hate it. I hate every second of it. You grind those beans and you better be pulling another shot and when you're when you're pulling a shot, you better be grinding the next beans for the next shot and if there's no beans in the hopper, you better be putting them in and someone came through and ordered like, you know, a retail bag of coffee beans and he pulled them down and he was like bit by bit like I could hear him weighing it out and putting like a tiny little bit of beans in it's like no man you fill it up from the thing and then you take a little bit out because you should know how much 250 grams of coffee beans is just by looking at it oh (laughs) this dude was not ready he was used to fucking you know paddling in the pool and now you're swimming with the sharks brother (laughs) I'm so entitled. <laughs> oh, I'm so entitled, but I don't want to wait 15 minutes. And when he gave me my long black and then he started making the other coffee, it was another two minutes. How does it take you two minutes to make a fucking coffee? Steam the milk while the shots pour. Ugh. We got out and it was like I left when I saw that his coffee was almost made and then the dude came out, like my my dude that I was working with, my boyfriend came out with me and he came out with two paper bags and evidently the other guy felt so bad that he gave us little things because he saw and it's just like, yeah, man. <laughs> but anyway, so the start, the, the reason I told this story was because at work, the way it works is we get a half hour break each day and if you don't take a half hour break, it rounds your longest break up to half an hour. So we did our three jobs and it was like 1.30 and the choice was we could either take lunch because you've got to take a break or we could just go back to the depot and let the system round our 20-minute break after half an hour and we did that. So I that, that was it. I was like, it's 2 o'clock and I finished work. This is great. i got heaps of time. I'll come back. I'll do my podcast and then I'll do my, my gig, my open mic that I'm – the open mic's probably going to run for about three hours. I'm not going to lie. I've signed myself up for an everyone gets on and there's no other gigs in Melbourne tonight other than Spleen. This is the only other gig in the city and fucking I've had so many messages, man. This this is going to be brutal. But um, yeah, so I was like, oh, sweet, i got heaps of time. So what did I do? Here's what I do every time. I'm like, oh, I've got heaps of time. Why don't I stop by the florist and get some flowers? <laughs> In an already busy day, I finally got a bit of time. What do I do? It's like, you know, and and if I'd got home without getting flowers, I would have filled that time with like, I haven't eaten yet. I haven't had lunch. I would have made myself a nice dinner or written for an hour. But no, I can't have any time free. I need to fill it up because not knowing what I'm going to do makes me so anxious that I'm like, what am I going to Oh no, I'll get flowers. I've been meaning to get flowers for like a week and I just for some reason haven't found time to do it because I'm so 
rushed off my feet now that we're back. So I went and got flowers. And that lady was, the lady who made my flowers was so rushed off her feet. Everyone's, maybe that's the vibe in the city right now. Everyone is just, you know, engorging themselves on life because we've been locked up again and we're finally free and places are open and you can sit down and you can go to Kmart or, or, or Bunnings, you know, you can do everything. So everyone's just like, when I went into the florist, she was like, oh, do you want them now? And I was like, I can come back tomorrow. And she was like, I just got a massive order, but fuck it, I'll do your flowers now. And then two other groups came in and then the massive order that had ordered that came in and they were like, we're in a rush. We'll just take what you've made us and don't worry about the rest. And like, everyone is just doing it. <laughs> and it feels so fucking good, man. <sighs> I had, uh, what did I do on the weekend? I had an amazing weekend. Oh my God, my door's not, my window's not properly closed. Oh, whatever. What did I do on the weekend? I had um, Friday night, had dinner with the Housos. Uh Did I work on Saturday? Yeah, I did, didn't I? I lost my fucking... Did I work on Saturday? Fuck, I can't remember. No, I worked Thursday, Friday. Friday night I had um, I had dinner with my housemates. So we like went to a bar at 6 p.m. As soon as, the, as soon as we all properly opened up, we went to a bar, had a drink there. I had my ciggies. Last week when we, when we opened up first, I bought a pack of ciggies. I was like, fuck yeah. And, um, and so this week, had my ciggies. We went to the bar. I had a smoke. And then uh, I was off to do a gig Friday night, Voltaire. Big ups to the crew for putting that on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the vibe was just so good. Everyone was so stoked. But um, Thursday night we had like crazy weather. So I noticed this actually. Speaking of like everyone feeling the same thing, Thursday night we had crazy weather. I got woken up at like 4 a.m. By just like the crazy storms and banging. The fucking cactus that my mate gave us as a housewarming in a nice pot blew over in the wind and smashed everywhere. And everyone's just so run off their feet that it's still just lying there. <laughs> but um, I've got a plan to sit it back upright. Whatever. I got woken up. And so I didn't sleep very well. And then also I couldn't ride to work because it was crazy in, on Friday morning. So I had to get an Uber. Ubers... Oh my God, $75 for a fucking Uber on Friday morning from Coburg to Abbotsford. If you don't know where that is or have any concept of that, it's because you don't live in Melbourne. So you shouldn't be listening at this point. Fuck off. Um, and for everyone else, now that it's just us. <laughs> Coburg to Abbotsford, 75 bucks. 6.30, 6.50 on a Friday morning, $75. DD and shit. 25 but i couldn't get one it wouldn't it was like online payments not accepted and i was like what what what, what payments do there are, there are no non-online payments in dd ola couldn't find me a ride so at this point i'm convinced dd and ola are just fucking it's like a front it's like they're owned by uber as well just to be like there's competition psych there's no competition you're you're our bitch now you're my little bitch and then I remembered, well, my housemate was like, hey, what about a cab? 
I was like, oh yeah, remember cabs? I remember when Uber first came out in like 2012 or something. And cabbies used to be, man, the the game has changed. It's been flipped on its head. I remember I used to I used to work in where was I working? It would have been when I was cleaning restaurants here. I'm that fucking old man in the park again. It would have been, no, I was working for uh, the restaurant. Was it the restaurant or was it the bar? It was the restaurant. It was definitely the restaurant that I was working at. It must have been because I never worked at a bar in the city. I worked at a bar in Fitzroy, but I worked at a restaurant in the city. So it must have been the restaurant. I just have the, I have this memory of like a Saturday night. I used to have this job cleaning a, a restaurant after hours. So I was like, get the job done whenever, as long as it's done in between closing and opening hours. So the restaurant would close up at like 11 and um, the uh, and it would open at like, I don't know, the people, the first people would get there at like six. So it needed to be done sometime in there and I would clean it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday nights. And I just have this memory of like finishing there one night at like on a Saturday night at like fucking 3 a.m. or something. Like I'd been out, I'd done a gig or something and then I'd been out, gone out drinking with some mates, finished that and then needed to get the job done. So I'd like gone from drinking at like 2 a.m. to clean the restaurant. (laughs) It was fucked, man. It was on Little Collins. Little Collins? Yeah. And... um. I had the keys. So I would just go down there and fucking clean. And like sometimes I would do it at the start of the night and like bring mates and we would have beers and I would clean, you know, for fucking like like an hour and a half while my mates were just there drinking. And then we would go out after. It was this bizarre fucking job. But it was a flat rate. You didn't get paid hourly. It was just a flat rate for the job. So it was like the quickest I could do it, I would get more money, you know. Um but so I have a memory of like finishing at like 3 a.m. and being so tired and just like I need to go home and trying to get a cab in the city and I lived in Richmond and every time a cab would stop and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to Richmond, they'd be like, they'd just drive off because it's not a big fare. It's like a fucking, it was like 16 bucks and it just wasn't a good enough fare. They didn't want to take the fare. So they were like, nah. And I remember one Saturday night doing that. And getting the cab wound down his window and I said, Richmond, he said, no. And I grabbed onto his window and pulled my legs up and was like screaming at him like, fucking take me home. You have to fucking take me. Because like, I've got to get home. I'm not going to walk from the city to Richmond. That's like, it's like a half hour, 40 minute walk. And if you don't know that, you're not from Melbourne, so you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Fuck off. It's too far. I'm tired, you know, and I'm angry and I'm like a bit drunk and I just want to fucking sleep. And I remember when Uber came out around that time, thinking, remembering that moment when that cabbie wouldn't take me home and being like, that's your fucking responsibility. Like, you know, I need to get home. And like, what if I fucking, what what if it's dangerous or what if I'm too tight or whatever? Or what if I'm a chick and I'm fucking, now you're making me walk home because you don't want a $16 fare. You want to get someone who's going to fucking Frankston or whatever for a lot of money. Fuck you. It's your job. Do your job. Do your job. Take me home. So I remember when Uber came out and all the cabbies were like, oh, they're undercutting our fucking thing. We don't have any jobs now. I was like, well, you know what? Maybe you should have fucking done your job when you had a job. Suck shit. 
And that was then. And this is now, almost 10 years later, and Uber is charging $75 to get from Coburg to Abbotsford because it's raining. I mean, to be fair, it was like a pretty intense storm, but $75 on a surge. And I forgot about yellow cabs. I wrote them off. I said, fuck you, yellow cabs. I'm an Uber man now. And my my housemate went, what about yellow cabs? You could get a cat. And I called up one, three, two, 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 seven, go yellow. And it was 30 bucks. Thank you, yellow cabs. I downloaded your app. I'm back on board. I'm in. This... You've redeemed yourself. I hope that feels good if anyone from Yellow Cabs is listening. And I'm sure you will be because I have a a very large listenership for this podcast. If anyone's listening, thank you, Yellow Cabs. You've redeemed yourselves. And Uber, $75. You've let yourself down. You've let your team down. You let your friends down. You've let the city of Melbourne down. Anyway, what the fuck am I talking about? I was tired on Friday and um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's the story. <laughs> I was tired on Friday, man. <sighs> this is what I was talking about though. New me, like I just feel fucking new. I went out and spent 400 bucks on clothes on Saturday. Oh, it feels so good. I bought some $180 jeans. I bought some white chinos, new look for the summer. I bought some black chinos. I bought some new shirts. I bought some slides. And uh, I bought, um, I saw on Instagram the vinyl for Kofi Stone's um, Nobody Cares Till Everybody Does vinyl fucking LP and, and a shirt that came out with it. And I bought that and I'm getting that ordered from the UK. I spent heaps of money, man. I'm just like, we're out. We're free. We can go to the shops. We can do shit and buy a bunch of new stuff and feel good. And then on Saturday night, I went to my mate Simon Carter's house, the great Simon Carter, comedian, jazz trombonist, tromboner, trom, uh, trompenis, um, poker player, uh, winner of $15,000 in the Aussie Millions poker tournament last year, 2020, and, uh, and mixed martial artist. Simon Carter, I went to his house and played poker with his mates. Never played poker before. The dude is fucking incredible. I've never had this experience before. And I think maybe I'll put... You know what? I'm going to fucking interview Simon Carter for the podcast. That's what I'm going to do. I want to get Simon... I don't know what his nickname would be. I will figure out what his nickname is. This is this is me calling you out, Simon Carter. You're going to come on this podcast and I'm going to talk to you about all your fucking shit. Because, man, like... Going there and playing poker, and it was, you know, I'm pretty sure it's illegal, but it's 20 bucks buy-in on poker. Um, I, I bought in twice. I ended up losing 25 bucks, which is pretty good. I'm happy with that. But I was like well, playing with them and like Simon, you know, he can fucking play poker and his friends know fucking heaps about poker as well. And uh, <laughs> one of his mates didn't believe... <laughs> when I came and I was like, I've never played before. One of his mates was like, I don't believe you. I think you're hustling us. (laughs) I was just like, dude, believe me. (laughs) This is going to be very clear in a very short amount of time that I am not, in fact, hustling you. This is just the level that I'm at, uh, which is to say that I don't even know the order of what hands are better than what other hands. 
All right. Um, but it was really nice. Like these dudes are good dudes, funny, you know, and um, we played. I learned a bit of the rules. And after about like a couple hours, maybe we got pizza and I was just like, we started playing again and I was like, all right, can you just explain to me what's going on now that you're like, you know, you know that you're going to win all my money. So what's going on? How are you figure? Cause like at some points he would just say what cards I had, which is crazy. And he would just know. He would just be like, oh yeah, you've got these cards. Cause fucking, cause I don't know the way that you're betting or just the order that you're at. So he tried to explain to me and look, I did pretty good in school. I did very well in school actually is the correct way to say it. I didn't do pretty good. I did very well. And I didn't really have to work that hard in school. And I feel good saying that now, knowing that it's not the brag that it once was if you look at my life as it is current, all right? I did very well in school and I didn't have to try. And I feel like, you know, I didn't go down the fight. Like it was too hard. It was too much hard work. And I'm fucking, I'm, I don't have that kind of dedication to actually apply myself and become someone who makes money for being intelligent. But I still stand by the fact that I reckon I pick up new concepts. I'm fairly confident in my ability to pick up new concepts and, um, and understand things quickly. And when Simon Carter tried to explain to me how he was like playing poker and knowing what cards I, I just, I, I had no fucking idea what this dude was talking about. And I don't mean like, I've, I've not understood things before when people are talking to me about a, a narrow field of expertise, like, you know, science, physics, whatever, when it's like, oh yeah, I went to uni and studied this. Like when I talk, I have a friend who's doing a PhD in neuroscience and when she talked about some neuroscience statistics stuff that she was doing and I was like, I don't understand that, but there's a reason that I don't understand that. Or I feel kind of comfortable in my not understanding. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't understand this, but I can kind of see how I might understand it if I had read all of these books and whatever and applied myself. I feel like I could understand that if I put the work in. Maybe that's quite an arrogant thing to say. I'm sorry to my friend because, you know, you've got to be really smart to do a PhD in neuroscience. But <laughs> I reckon you've got to be smarter to fucking win 15 grand in the Aussie Millions Poker Tournament. Because <laughs> I had no fucking idea what he was talking about when he tried to explain to me how he was playing poker and knowing what cards I had. And it was so impressive. And I want to go back. Oh, you know what? I'm going to get Simon Carter on this podcast and ask him to explain to me how he fucking did that. Cause it was very impressive. And you know, he earned the $25 that he took off me. It was actually more like 27, 28 that they took off me, those boys, but they were very generous and they rounded to the nearest note. So, uh, thank you to those. Uh, and I think that's the podcast for this week. What, what picture am I going to put? I was going to put a picture of Simon Carter, but I don't know that I will now because if I'm going to have him on as a guest, maybe I'll save that for then. Um, what will I put that? No, I don't want to put that. Maybe, uh, you know what? I'll put a picture of the great Peter Jones at a gig last night. That's what I'll put. 
to see. Oh no! They, oh no! I oh, fucking I don't know, man. This is easily the worst part of the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> trying to figure out what fucking picture I'm going to put. Um, no, nah, I'll put a picture of me with a fucking strong arm. Yeah, I'll put a picture of me that didn't get that many likes on Instagram. Me doing showing my muscles um at a job the other week how about that that's good that's the podcast for this week you guys thank you very much for listening if you like this uh sitting under podcast on instagram like that follow the page i've got little fucking things that i talk about in the pod every now and then i'll chuck them up there um give us a like give us a fucking five star on itunes tell your friends if you liked it if you haven't fuck off and if you're not from melbourne once again go fucking eat a dick This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.